and welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast for your wedding planning process. I'm your host, Leah Longbreak. We know how exciting and stressful planning the big day can be, and we're here to help, providing you with information and advice from industry insiders and those with firsthand experience. On today's episode, Rebecca Somnance, owner of Something White Bridal, shares with us the styles and trends we'll be seeing in 2021 and 2022 after her recent virtual trip to bridal market. So welcome back to the show, Rebecca. So excited to have you. Thank you for having me. For those that maybe missed the episode, Go back episode three. Rebecca was on talking about how to accessorize your wedding day look. Gave such great advice on how to snazz everything up and make it your own. So you just came back from Bridal Market, which with the pandemic, it was virtual this year. So for those not familiar, what is Bridal Market? Yeah. So bridal market happens usually twice a year in the spring and in the fall. The fall one is usually the big bridal market. And then spring is a little smaller where you can just kind of fill in where you need some gowns. So fall is really like the big hitter, just like fashion week, like fashion week for ready to wear. Fall is the big one. Typically designers come out with a collection. There's runway shows. It happens in New York. And there's one in Chicago, but the the big one with like the bigger designers like Vera Wang and kind of the big hitters, that one happens in New York. And we go to Bridal Market and we traipse all around New York City to go to different runway shows and different studios and see all the pretty new things that they're coming out with. It sounds so fun. It is fun. It's exhausting, but it's so fun. <laughs> so this year, obviously, since everything going on, we didn't get to go in person. So everything was virtual with Zooms and virtual runways and pretty much how life is these days. (laughs) Right. But we still got to see some pretty dresses. So it was fun. It was good. It was a little different though. And these collections are for 2021, 2022. So they are for 2021. Although it kind of depends by the designer. Some designers do different terminology, but for the most part, I mean, you'll see these dresses in 2021. So I think that makes sense to call it 2021. So brides just starting to look now, these are the dresses they're going to be seeing. Maybe, but maybe not. So just like a bride, we have to wait for our dresses too. So the dresses typically don't come in for six months. So what we pick out in October, we usually see hitting stores in April. So what can we start looking forward to? What are the new trends for 2021? Well, first, I think it was an interesting year because I think everybody was kind of like, is anybody even doing a collection? Like people are still getting back on their feet from when they were shut down. People are still, you know, working through the backlog of dresses that they have to produce for actual brides. So I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if they would come in with big collections or if they would do something smaller. And there was kind of a range. I feel some of the designers, I think the ones that got hit a little heavier with shutdowns and things, like you could tell they really did a small collection and that's probably all that they could physically, mentally handle. Yeah. And then there were other collections that were larger, probably from people who had the extra time or, you know, had extra hands or... Probably some of the bigger names. Yeah. Amsal and... Yeah, they weren't hit as hard. But yeah, so it was really interesting. So trends that I saw, which are very exciting, as you know, because I love a classic bride. (laughs) Simplicity is definitely coming back. So 
I say simplicity in two different ways. There's going to be simplicity that means like clean fabrics, no embellishments, but they're still interesting because they could have some cowl next to them or cowl backs. It's not just like a simple straight plain dress. There's some interest to it. Like a big bow or something. Yes, a big bow or draping that's really interesting. But then I saw simplicity with a lot of stuff, if that makes any sense. (laughs) It might be a beaded gown, but it might be all over beading. So it looks simple to the eye, but there's a lot going on. But it's not like this layering of laces and things. It'll be like all one pattern all over, if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. So I'm really excited about that. Lila Rose came out with a gown that is gorgeous. It has spaghetti straps, a little bit of draping in the front, a really low back, and then this beautiful circle skirt. That brings me into my next point, straps. Straps are huge again. I feel like girls are really starting to embrace straps and they want straps. And when I ask my brides when they come in, do you want straps or strapless? Do you have a preference? I would say like 75% of the time nowadays, people want straps, which I love because I think it just adds interest. You feel more secure. It's an easy detail that you don't think about. And it was something that I was looking for in my own wedding dress, which started all of this. And it was really hard to find. So it makes me really excited that straps are coming back. Are we still seeing long sleeves? Oh my gosh. I was like so excited to tell you about this. So I was going through my one designer that I'm going to be trying out. His name is Jesus. He came out with a dress with like big sleeves, but not in like the 80s kind of way, but kind of like a nod to the 80s. And I was kind of like, hmm, I actually really like that. Should I not like that? But I really like that. Like a romanticized (laughs) 80s meets Victorian post. Yeah, it's not a lot of giantness, but it's soft and romantic. And honestly, Pronovius is doing a lot of puff sleeves, which I love. I just love like that little puff sleeve that makes it more feminine and a little more romantic. I think it's so pretty. I like it just my regular clothes too. (laughs) I have a Rebecca Taylor sweatshirt and people see it all the time nowadays. It's just like a little puff sleeve at the top. But it just adds that little something. It just adds a little detail. So straps are coming back. So in terms of fabrics, crepe is definitely king right now. Everybody loves crepe fabric. If people don't know what crepe is, it is that clean, almost like stretchy jersey. But when you get up to it, it's actually not. But it's really clean. It really looks bright white most of the time. And it really moves with you. Brides love it right now. Pronovius is heavy into it. Lil Rose is into it. Tons of designers are into crepe right now. So crepe is not going anywhere. And that's been pretty common for bridesmaids dresses, I noticed, over the last few years. Yeah, like, I agree. Like a crepe mix. Yeah, people are getting away from like the chiffons and stuff in bridesmaids. And yeah, crepe is such a great fabric. So I get it. It doesn't wrinkle nice. super easy. It doesn't wrinkle super easy. But the tricky thing with crepe is... As with anything in the world, there's different levels. So you need to make sure that you're getting a quality crepe that is not going to show all your lumps and bumps. So you want to make sure that it's at least three layers lined so that it gives you that nice look and you don't see all your panty lines and everything on your body. On the opposite end of the spectrum, structured fabric is coming back. Oh. So things that are a little more heavy. So your Mikados and your 
files, things that have more structure to them as opposed to a crepe or an organza that's like really flowy. Or satin. Honestly, some of the designers are throwing satin in again. And a lot of my brides are asking for satin again. So I feel like that is coming back around, which I love satin as long as it's a quality satin. But yeah, something that's a little more structured, which again, I love. My dress was Mikado and I was so comfortable and I loved it. It was the perfect structure. Like it still flowed, but it still had that feeling. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It was just such a, it was a great fabric. And Mikados are great and just structured fabrics in general because they really make you feel like you're in the dress. Like you feel like you're in it and you feel confident in it. Whereas like a crepe, you're never going to feel like I'm in this dress. Crepe is very much like slinking against your skin and very romantic. So yeah, I mean, structured fabrics are great. Other things I'm seeing, V-necks. I don't think we're getting away from V-necks anytime soon. And I think V-necks are so nice because they elongate, they make you feel taller, they open you up. So I love V-necks. I love V-necks. I looked for a V-neck. I ended up with a strapless because you never end up with what you go in for. But (laughs) I love the look of a V-neck. And I think it works for all body types. It really does. Especially if you're trying to make yourself look taller, V-necks are great. The only thing about V-necks that you have to be careful of are sometimes they get so deep. Some of them are like down to your belly button, like what's her face in her green Versace dress? Jennifer Lopez. Yes. I mean, that's just a little too low for me and my brides. Which I feel like I've seen it a lot, like on CS the Dress, for example. You see a lot of the very sexy, very low in the front and low in the back. Are we still seeing that sexy, sheer look? Yeah, I call it the naked dress. Yes, the naked naked dresses. Yeah. (laughs) I do not specialize in the naked dress just because I feel like. Why is your wedding day the one day that you feel like you want to show more than you ever show and you're going to see people you haven't seen in ages? Like, I don't don't know know if grandma wants to see you in your lingerie. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is what I say all the time. That is so funny you said that because I always say you want to make sure that this passes like the grandma or grandpa test. Are you going to feel comfortable talking to your grandma or your great uncle Joe who you haven't seen in (laughs) 10 years? In my opinion, it doesn't want to be too low. You want to be comfortable so that nothing's falling out. And then we talked about this a little bit during our accessories event, but capes and jackets and things like that, those are definitely Still hot. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Some of the jackets that people are doing are really awesome. Some of them will be feathered. Some of them are like crepe where they come and they button in the front. They make them look... Remember back like six years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, there was the lace shrug trend. Oh yeah, definitely. They're not like that anymore. It makes it look seamless with the dress and you're almost like, oh, but then they can take it off and it makes it into like a whole nother dress. Oh, nice. I know. So I'm really excited about that too. But yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting things. So I'm excited. I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming. So you mentioned the, the classic look still like rising and being hot and the different ways you can make it classic. Are you seeing accessories aside from the capes and jackets in these collections as well? Like last time you were on with us, we talked about how ribbon belts were more popular than like the beaded belts. Like those had been going away. Are you seeing things like belts, bigger earrings, necklaces. Did you see any of that during bridal market? 
No, I will say the biggest thing that I saw were capes or something over the shoulders. I didn't see a lot of belts. Oh, you know what else I saw, which I think is kind of fun, which kind of falls into the accessory realm, but I'm going to throw it out there anyways. People are starting to do like a little, well, designers were showing, doing a little veil after your long cathedral veil, which I know a lot of people have done in the past, but... I think it's starting to become like a trend that we'll see more and more. When you take off your big long veil, you still want to wear a veil, but it's almost like a little mini veil. It's not even like a elbow length veil. It's like right at your, the base of your neck veil. It's really cute. How fun. I know. I think that's going to be a fun one too. Were you seeing blushers still? Yes. I mean, I just love blushers. I just think they're so chic. Long sleeves, a lot of long sleeves again. Which I feel like is a double-edged sword. Some people love long sleeves, but some people think they love long sleeves and then they try on long sleeves and then they realize long sleeves are not for them. But some sort of cap sleeve. There was just a lot going on on the shoulders, which I'm excited about. Again, I think it goes back to not just classic, but that romantic look, romance rules. Yeah. Another thing that a lot of designers did were little white dresses. So I would say that every collection I looked at had at least one little white dress. Like when I say that, I mean something that's shorter, something that's a little more playful. I think it'll be interesting to see how well those do though, because I wonder if brides will want a little white dress or if they're still going to want their wedding dress, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now I saw in a lot of magazines more recently, like the Knot and Brides jumpsuits, we're huge. Are they still huge? Yes. But from what I gather from my brides and from other shop owners, jumpsuits are hard because the fit of them has to be perfect, which makes it a little tricky for different body types and whatnot. So I think jumpsuits are super fun and I love them for rehearsal dinners and for bachelorette parties. It'll be interesting to see if we see them for weddings. I guess same with suits as well. Like you're not really yeah. seeing suits. So it's funny because my one designer, I was picking my dresses to bring in for a trunk show and they have this one suit option and it is so cool. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if Ohio Rides would get on board with that. <laughs> but I love it. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be super interesting to see what this bride wants. So far, my 2021 brides still want the traditional regular dress that they had envisioned. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody changes. Anything else from Bridal Market that you think that we should know is coming for 2021? In terms of like styles, no. In terms of timelines, yes. So I think that most designers are trying to get ahead of the curve just in case anything happens. Because you also have to remember that all these designers, they don't just make their dresses in one place. And even if they make it in that one place, all the components to that dress probably are not made in that one place. So even though I have designers that make their dresses in New York City, that doesn't mean that their lace comes from New York City. It probably comes from Spain or Italy. And it doesn't mean that their zippers come from New York City. They probably come from China. Getting all those things in takes time And more so now, you know, I mean, I feel like everybody just knows with like FedEx and UPS, like I feel like everybody takes longer these days. So it's just compounded for gowns. So I've been telling all of my brides to 
definitely plan on six months for your wedding dress to come in. And if it comes in sooner, great. I will be ecstatic, but let's play worst case scenario that it takes six months for it to come in. So I think that's just something that girls should keep in mind. Excellent point. And so really knowing it takes at least six months to come in, you should really start looking probably eight to nine months out so you have time to find your dress. Yes. So we always tell our brides the perfect time to buy your dress is eight to 12 months in advance. If you're getting married in 2021, you should be in the thick of it right now. (laughs) You should be trying to narrow down where you want to go and what you want to look like and what your vision is like because the wedding gown really does set the tone for so much of your wedding. Absolutely. I I feel like people don't realize that until they're in it. When you go visit your florist, probably the first thing that they say is, what does your dress look like? If you're using a planner, they're going to be like, well, what kind of dresses do you envision? It really sets the tone for a lot. What your fiance is going to wear, what any of your attendants are going to wear. We always say the things that you're going to want to do first are your venue, because that really sets the tone for your wedding, your wedding gown, because that's going to further set the tone, and then your photographer, because usually they book up really quickly. Absolutely. Sometimes two years in advance. Yes. Speaking of two years, I'm already um, seeing a lot of brides for 2022, which I think is really interesting too. Well, and I think a lot of people forget that there's only so many weekends in a year. And yes, weekday weddings are slowly becoming a thing, Sundays also, but most people get married on a Friday or a Saturday, 52 weeks in a year, (laughs) only so much, you know, and if you want to be May or in October or September, you know, the popular months, those go so fast. I know. It's like crazy how quickly things book up in Cleveland. And I don't think that people realize that either because I think in general, people are like, oh, it's Cleveland. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. But Cleveland is such a wedding city that things book up at least a year in advance, if not more. It's crazy. Next to the guest list, that was my biggest anxiety was just making sure like all the vendors you want were all available the same day. Yeah. Because you can have whatever date that you want in your head, but doesn't mean everyone's on board. <laughs> Here's a little aside that has nothing to do with bridal market, but have you ever used Doodle? I have not, but I've been seeing the ads for it. So I've been using Doodle, gosh, since I was at my job in Chicago because we used to use it all the time. But I think it would be a great tool for brides to use when they're trying to see who's available for their dates. So you just make a Doodle and you send it to all the vendors you want and they can check off the dates that you're available, they're available, and then you can easily see who's available on what date. That's a pro tip. I wish I knew about that. (laughs) Doodle. D-O-O-D-L-E. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good one. So you mentioned earlier casually about trunk shows. Yes. What are trunk shows? So it's funny because I... I must have slipped out trunk show because usually I'm trying to change my language from saying trunk show to saying gown event because trunk shows are so... Yeah. Like what is a trunk show? Well, I will tell you what a trunk show is. (laughs) A trunk show is basically where a designer allows a shop to bring in dresses that they don't currently carry so that they can have a weekend, sometimes two weekends with additional gowns in their shop. So brides can come in and see more dresses. So 99% of the time, We cannot carry every dress that the designer has because they usually have a very extensive collection and there's just no way we could house all of them. Like Pernovius has 200 dresses on their website right now for 2022. 
2020 and 2021. There's no way I could carry all those in my shop. So we bring some in and then we get to keep them around for a couple weeks and then we send them back. And the reason that they call them trunk shows is because back in the day, you know, like 20 years ago, 30 (laughs) years ago, they used to all come in trunks, like, like the trunks you would see from Queens carrying their stuff across the Atlantic when they came to wherever. And that's what they would come in and we would unpack them. And so they would call them trunk shows because you would bring trunks to the show and the trunks would be filled with dresses. I don't know that people really understand the term trunk show. So we've started calling them gown events because it just, I mean, that's what it is. Like it's a gown event where we're bringing in more gowns than we usually do. And then usually there's like little incentives for those weekends too. Like maybe you get 10 to 15% off your dress if you purchase it during a trunk show, or you might get a complimentary customization. So they're like fun events. And I love trunk shows because they're a great way for me as a bridal shop owner to see what my brides are liking. You know, I might have thought that I wanted this one dress, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't pick it up. And I've always been wondering like, oh, I wonder if people would really like that dress. So I can bring it in for a weekend usually and see what people think about it. You know, do they like it? Do they not like it? Is it too fashion forward for them? Is it too boring for them? So it's a nice way to try out dresses since we can't have everything. No, it's great. I did one trunk show because I was dead set on Haley Page. And so there was a trunk show event and I went to it and I tried on four dresses and none of them were it. But, you know, but at least I had the opportunity to see firsthand because I wasn't really seeing Haley Page being carried at that point. I mean, this is a few years back. But yeah, I think it's a great opportunity to go to one of these gown events and see. Yes. So I always tell brides, if you have a specific gown in mind, reach out to the shop that carries that designer and one, see if they have a trunk show coming up or two, a lot of designers do something called a gown borrow. So if there's a dress that you absolutely love by Lila Rose and I do not carry it, you can call me and be like, hey, I love this dress by Lila Rose. Is there any way you can get it in for me to try it on? 99% of my designers allow gown borrows. And so then I would call Lila Rose and I'd be like, hey, can we borrow this dress? And she'll be like, yes, it's available on this weekend. There are fees associated with gown borrows because we have to ship them there and back. It's usually like anywhere between $50 and $100 to cover the shipping. But other than that, then you get to come in and try it on. And then for us, if you decide that that's your dress, we will split the gown borrow fee with you so that you can apply that to your gown purchase. But yeah, like if there's something that you absolutely love, like reach out and ask because most of the time people will find a way to get it to you. Any other tips for these 2021, 2022 brides that are now that we're going into the new year and starting to look for their dresses? Any other tips besides obviously the timing? Yes. So timing for your gown to come in, but I am also telling brides that you need to allot more time for your alterations because I think alterations are going to be super busy in 2021 because we are trying to take the 2020 brides that postponed to 2021 and we have the 2021 brides who need alterations. So it's almost like we're taking a hundred brides and trying to put them into 50 slots. So I think alterations, I usually say two months for alterations and I've been telling all my brides to plan for at least three months for alterations, not because it's going to take that long to do the work, but because there's going to be so many people in the queue that you're going to have to wait. And that's another budget. 
to make sure you have. So you don't want to incur rush fees on your alterations either. So I know. Everybody loves Pronovius. I love Pronovius. They're out of Spain. They're great. They have beautiful dresses. Pronovius actually teamed up with Ashley Graham. Do you know who Ashley Graham yes, is? Yes, the model. Yes. And they have a collection with her now. It's called Pronovius by Ashley Grammer. No, I think it's actually Ashley Graham by Pronovius, where she helped design and choose a collection of dresses in sizes, I believe, 20 and up. So we are doing a gown event with Ashley Graham and Pronovius. So I think it's going to be great because that's another thing. Like we need to make sure that dresses are available for everybody in all sizes, which can get tricky because, you know, we typically only have one dress in the shop. So it makes it a little tricky for the girls who are size zero and the girls who are size 18. So we're trying to bring in different designers with different sizes so we can showcase all sizes in all dresses for everyone. Were you noticing that designers were getting even more on board with sizing more to the everyday sizing as opposed to the typical bridal sizing? Yes. So I think people are realizing that when they are making their collections, they're looking at what sizes are actually selling and then they're tailoring it more to that. So you're seeing like more structure, which is great because that's what girls want. You're seeing more straps again, but tailored to the different sizes. So yeah, they're getting away from the size zeros that nobody can <laughs> that wear. No one can wear. <laughs> I remember when I first opened and I did a gown event and they sent me all these gowns in a size two. And I was like, this is not helpful at all. Who is going to wear these? Nobody can even put a leg in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so great. And I look forward to seeing the Ashley Graham for Pronovius collection. That's going to be awesome. Well, yay. So how can we get more information on you and Something White Bridal? Yeah, so you can always visit our website, somethingwhitebridal.com. And then that'll take you to our Instagram page and our Facebook page and our Pinterest page where we show you all the dresses that we have in our shop and we'll start collecting the new dresses that we're going to be bringing in. But I would check out our Instagram page because we'll be posting the new dresses that we've chosen for next year. Yay! And you're always also promoting all of your events that you have throughout the year. Yes. And we have those on our event page on our website. And then if you're on our social media, you'll see it too. Well, thank you so much for being back with us, Rebecca. Again, I'm so excited to see the new collection. I know. I think it's going to be good. And as always, I love being here. So anytime. Thank you. Oh, actually, one last thing. Because yeah. we had so much fun last time saying what our favorite celebrity bride was. What is your favorite wedding movie or movie that features a wedding? Oh, um, the Anne Hathaway one. You always ask me, I can never remember names. <laughs> Bride Wars? Yes. Her and Kate Hudson? Yes. <laughs> Although I feel like people will say that's not their favorite, but I But just that's love, your favorite. I love Anne Hathaway. And there's, and there's so many more dresses in that movie than... <laughs> I know. ...and some of the other ones. So everyone, let us know what your favorite wedding movie is. <laughs> you know, that's what we should do since we're all going to be stuck inside this winter. We should come up with a whole list of wedding movies that engaged couples should watch and yes. there's nothing else to do. <laughs> I started working on one. So you and I are going to coordinate and we'll put it out there for everyone. Yay, that'll be so fun. <laughs> all right, thanks again, Rebecca. And we'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Sounds good. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for listening to Weddings Unveiled. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate and review. We'd love to know what you think of the show. 
This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to executive producers David Moss and Gerardo Orlando, production director Bridget Coyne, and audio engineers Eric Coltnow, Sean Rule Hoffman, and Declan Roars. Don't forget to enjoy the journey.